Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Pearl Jam with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be wet today. Uh, 75 and rainy all day long with some thunderstorms and la 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 and a lot of that for tomorrow too. But we need the rain. It's 66 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trashy is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Oh, and if oh, you, and oh, wait, if you wait, have wait. storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Well, they are the experts. They are the experts. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. We should stop it again like we do it, like we're doing it all day long. <laughs> stop the music. Uh, Gary Abusey, if you want to call him that, uh, has been charged with groping three women at a celebrity convention in New Jersey last weekend. After it happened, he was removed from the convention and asked not to return. Gary is 78 years old. Remember the, uh, the TV show he did? Um, yeah, Where I follow a, him around oh, with yeah, a camera? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I told you that my college roommate was the camera guy on that show? Yeah. Hmm. And what he said was, it wasn't a matter of if they follow him, you know, whether or not he's going to go crazy. It's, it's, it's how soon. When it's, when it's, it's, it's exactly going to be. Yeah. When. Because when he goes crazy, it kind of lasts all day. Uh, I, I, this must have been like one of those, like it was a Comic Con thing, like a, or not a Comic Con like thing where there's all these celebrities signing autographs and stuff. You're at a, you're at a, you're at a. I think it was like a Hampton Inn or something like that that they said in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Okay, that's when you know your career is right on track. Hampton Inn. When you're uh, signing autographs at 78 years old at a Hampton Inn in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Listen, I think if someone's writing a check, I don't think he cares where he goes. Grope them during the meet and greet. Come on over here. What I want to know is what makes someone think it's a good idea to put Gary Busey in front of a large group of people? Well, he's probably, there's somebody making money off this whole thing. They're probably charging a fee to, you know, hey, you come... You give us $150, and you can uh, get your autograph uh, from Gary Busey, hmm. you know? Uh, Will Smith posted a terrifying video where he and his son Trey discover a tarantula in their home. They uh, trapped it under a bowl, slipped a piece of paper under it, then hightailed to a Holiday Inn. Really? I can't wow. see Will Smith staying at a Holiday Inn. Did he uh, smack the tarantula upside the face and say, don't get your... I don't know, your your venom out of your mouth? I, yeah, I know. Get the, my wife's name out of your mouth? Get my son's skin out your mother effing mouth! That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why anybody would buy one of those. What is the... What's tarantula? The, yeah, what's the point of having one of those? Well, they're cute. Same as a snake. I don't know why people, people buy the boa constrictors and stuff like that. Yeah, now, they're, now all those uh, pythons and stuff are in Florida, and they're trying to get rid of them. Yep. They just dump them in the Everglades. Uh, one of the men who tied up and robbed Kim Kardashian in 2016 does not regret it. He says, quote, since she was throwing money away, I was there to collect it. And uh, that was that. Guilty? No, I don't care. She must have had something to say. No, but um, can you imagine being that dismissive of Kim Kardashian? You don't even have any remorse. You're like, no, I did it. Yep. I tied her up. I took her money. She has enough of it. I feel a little dismissive towards her, but that's uh, but not, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't steal anything from her. 
No, but this is his mentality of uh, towards her. She, he feels that since she throws money away all the time, uh, he could have some of that. I saw somebody blame the Buffalo Bills over the weekend for the Kardashians. Because of a series of events, they drafted O.J. Simpson. Then O.J. Simpson met people involved with the and then the Kardashians became famous because of the O.J. Simpson case. So they blame the Buffalo Bills. That's a that's a pretty deep dive to right? information, don't you think? No, I think uh, I think I've seen that before, and it's like a very descriptive uh, way of how. Yeah. Had had the Buffalo Bills kept O.J. Simpson, uh, Ron Goldman would still be alive today. Yep. Should or never have sent him to yeah. the 49ers. That's yes. right. If you heard there was a Ferris Bueller spinoff in the works, uh, what would you want it to be about? Cameron. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. what Cameron's up to now, or how about uh, Ferris and Sloan's kids mm-hmm. were just as devious as they were. Uh, well, here's what you're getting. Sam and Victor's day off. What? Who are Sam and Victor? Who are Sam and Victor? The valet parking guys. Gotcha. Out of all the people in the movie, they chose those two. That is a great slow-mo scene, though, when they're going over the hill there. Yeah, but but do you create a full movie out of that and then call it Sam you know, and- uh, like, a, like a sequel? Because it's hardly a sequel. And besides, well, those, those two guys are probably in their 70s now. Well, wasn't it, uh, was it Chris Columbus who did that movie? Does he do oh, that one? That was a John Hughes film. John Hughes. He's yeah. dead, though, too, right? He is dead. Hughes, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like uh, he has any say to say, don't do this. We watched Die Hard over the weekend because my girlfriend had never seen it before. Really? That was her pick, Die Hard. Really? That's why I like her. And uh, Die Hard's th- a good movie. It is. I think you could uh, probably do a sequel about some of the minor characters in that movie. It was so well written. Uh, who else? Who would be uh... like? Uh, I'd like to see one about uh, the, the the sleazy bearded guy who tries to uh, give up Bruce Willis in that movie. Mm. You know what? I bet you that uh, that cop that was helping uh, yes. John McClane, he would be good. Powell, like yeah, Al Powell. Yeah, I would. I would like to see him yeah. uh, like at home in a living room setting where he has to do. You know, he's dealing with terrorists right mm. now. Right. But what about the everyday life of a cop and uh, maybe? Right. What matters to his family, and uh, maybe uh, maybe he has an annoying little neighbor that comes yeah. over, this yeah, little yeah. geeky kid uh, with some glasses. I think and that's said, already been done. Before. And then uh, he says, "Dude, can I do that?" You know, yeah. I think that would work. A pile of Twinkies uh, wrappers yeah. at his feet too. I think you're right on top of that one. Yeah, I think uh, I think it would work out. Why All don't right. you put a script together, see if we can sell it? I think I might do that. Uh, they didn't have uh, that. They didn't have names in the movie. They were played by Richard Edson and Larry Flash Jenkins, who died in 2019. Obviously, their parts will be recast with younger actors. Oh, that's a shame. I was going to say, uh, those guys were probably in their 40s when they made that movie. Mm-hmm. How, how old? You know, they're probably in their 70s now, but obviously they're dead, or one of them is anyway. Robert Plant is once again uh, dashing anyone's hopes for a Led Zeppelin reunion. He says, quote, Going back to the front to get some kind of massive applause, it doesn't really satisfy my need to be stimulated. Mm. Who is that? That's a Robert Plant. Uncanny. Isn't that crazy? That was pretty good. It's like he's actually in the room. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You're listening to... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whenever I think of the greatest diplomatic statesman of all time, 
I don't necessarily rush to mention names like Henry Kissinger or Winston Churchill or Thomas Jefferson or any of those other hacks. What I think of sending a guy abroad and having him work his magic amongst hostile regimes, brutal dictators, and other ruthless tyrants. There is only one guy who is clearly qualified to broker international agreements, resolve conflicts, and settle global disputes. And that person happens to be five-time NBA champion Dennis Rodman. According to NBC News, Dennis Rodman is claiming that he has been given permission to travel to Russia for the purposes of negotiating the release of the wrongfully detained Brittany Griner. Griner, as you know, has been sentenced to nine years in prison for bringing a vape pen and some hash oil into Russia. Sure, you can try to get away with something like that in 41 of the 50 states in this country, but you try sneaking that stuff into a hostile Russian border, then you're going to need to get a guy like Dennis Rodman to help bail you out. And that's exactly what he's planning on doing. According to Dennis, quote, I got permission to go to Russia to help that girl. I'm trying to go this week. Well, I guess Brittany Griner better start packing up her stuff because when she finds out that her freedom is now in the capable hands of Dennis Rodman, I'm sure she will be consumed with relief knowing that her almost certain release is moments away. You don't have to trade any homicidal gun smugglers back to Russia in exchange for her freedom. She's got Dennis Rodman on the way. Look at all the great things he's accomplished in North Korea. You almost never hear about that guy anymore. And why? Because Dennis smoothed it all out. Oh, sure, there are travel restrictions in and out of Moscow right now, but Dennis claims he knows Vladimir Putin all too well. And he's the one who figured that out, too. And who among us feel entirely comfortable doubting his abilities? I don't, because he's Dennis Rodman, and if there's one thing the Russians will respond to, it's that guy. That's good enough for me. But hey, and my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bits and blades, big sale at Rocky's, DeWalt and Irwin drill bits, paddle blades, impact ready screwdrivers, and more. About time you replace those dull bits and blades, don't you think? Don't miss the August bits and blades sale going on now. It's your neighborhood Rock Ringfield's Classic Rock at 613 and 38 Special with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy and crappy today uh, with a high of 75 tomorrow. Rainy and crappy again with a high of 83 at 66 in downtown Springfield. We're going to have a good weekend hopefully coming up this weekend. This past weekend was great weather-wise. I got out and about. You know, it always amazes me how many people you can meet if you just observe and maybe open your mouth once in a while. So my girlfriend and I are walking on the Canal Park Trail that extends between Windsor Locks, where I now live, and my former apartment in Enfield. There's like a four-mile Canal Parkway, walkway, bikeway. That like you a can bike take. trail. Yeah, there, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we're walking there on Saturday evening before we have our dinner and our Netflix thing for the night with um, Die Hard. And there's one other guy on the trail... And there are signs about eagle's nests near there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that, but a portion of that trail had been protected a few years ago because eagles like to swoop down in that area of the Connecticut River that's a little bit more shallow, and it provides an easy way for them to get their food. Gotcha. So anyway, there's signs up about the eagles. We're not seeing any. We're looking up in the trees there. We pass by this one guy with a camera, and he says, yeah, I, uh, he's looking up there. He goes, I've taken some great pictures of the eagles here. And... He's wearing, as you know, we were like, oh, that's pretty cool. We talked for a couple minutes, and then we're leaving, and I notice he's got a Cleveland Guardians hat and a Cleveland Guardians jersey on. Okay. And I almost want to say, hey, go Indians, but, you know, because I hate the new nickname Guardians for the baseball team. But mm-hmm. I say, hey, hey, go Guardians, by the way. And he goes, yeah, my son pitches for him. No kidding. Oh. Mm. 
It's Aaron Savalli's dad that I met. Aaron Savalli, the guy from Windsor, yeah. who went to Loomis Chafee and has been in the big leagues for a few years. It was his dad on the, on the trail there. Really nice guy. And then I'm playing golf on Sunday. And again, to my point about open your mouth and have a conversation with people. And I went to Keeney Park in Hartford to play golf, which is one of the places on our on our, our golf, golf, golf yeah. card list there. And I love that course. And I didn't have anybody to play with. And so, you so know. You to play with yourself? I was going to. And then, uh, and then suddenly, you know, as I got there, there was a threesome that needed a fourth guy. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Sounds good. So I get to the first tee. We start talking and meeting everybody. And it turns out I golfed the day with um, Patrick Hart, the former head lacrosse coach at Holy Cross and at um, Skidmore College. And his dad, both nice guys. And then the fourth guy in the group was a real character. His name is Julio, and he runs a barber shop in West Hartford. Okay. He, he, it's, again, his name is Julio. His name of his place, Don Julio's. Like the tequila. Ah, right? There you go. And I said to him, I said, well, you, you, obviously you got to serve tequila shots to all your customers. He said, no, I don't, I don't do that because it's a family-friendly kind of place, and you know the kids are important to me and my business and return business and all that kind Plus of stuff. Plus the expense of all those extra limes and the salt. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a lot of... That's a lot of overhead. Yeah, and I said to him, I said, "Well, you probably also would need an extra license for that." He goes, "No, no, you can, you can, you, you know, as a business owner, you can, you can give free booze to your customers if you want to." Which I didn't know. I don't know if you knew that or not. But he'd done all the research on that, and he figured, huh. and he figured it just wasn't worth the either the expense, like you said, or the potential liability. He goes, plus, you know, you might get some drunks hanging out uh, trying to have yeah. too much tequila instead of just getting the haircut. And I'm all about yeah. the haircutting business. Unless you're gonna get hair in your uh, cutty. Dark or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, right. No, yeah, right. No, nobody, nobody wants a hairy shot. No. That's for damn sure. So, hey, if you're going to, you know, if you're needed a haircut, go to Julio's in West Hartford. Nice guy. Good business. And we asked him how many chairs he's got in the barbershop. Just one. He's it's like all about. It's a one-man show. Yes. Pretty cool. Well, so that's all right. He's been doing it for well, for like 30 years. I mean, if you think about it, most barbershops, like, the, the, and, and I think even most hairdresser places, uh, you rent the chair. Mm -hmm. Like, you're you're basically leasing out space at somebody's salon mm -hmm. right? Uh, when you do that. And so if he's only working by himself, kind of makes sense because even if you go to a barbershop like the one down in West Springfield, mm -hmm. all those guys are independent. Like, yeah. in the same shop, there's like four chairs down there. Yeah. Remember the old days, though? You go get a haircut, mm -hmm. and, it, and it wasn't like everybody. It was it, the barber shop was like a place where people would go to hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like they needed haircuts, but yeah. you'd see all these guys hanging out of the barber shop just to just to shoot the shoot the breeze. So big they make movies about it now. Yes, but that's <laughs> but they weren't even there for the haircuts, <laughs> right? You know, if I go yeah. to a if if I'm going to get my haircut, mm -hmm. I'm not going there to hang out. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going there to get my hair haircut and. Get the hell out and, of there. And your nose waxed, as I found out. Well, let me tell you something. That nose waxing is worth the wait. I know. And they talk about you at that shop because I go to that same shop. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. When when they do it, mm -hmm. you know, you got to put your... I got so much extra hair, uh, nose hair, you got to put your foot on my chest and then yank those, like, yeah. those... 
those uh, those logs out of your nose. Yeah. I got a lot of hair up there. See, I, I stopped going there because they stopped doing beards and stuff during the pandemic. Ah. Cause, uh, they And they also did like the shave thing. Yes. They would do the shave on, on your neck. Straight razor shave. But then yes. they, they stopped doing that, and I was in desperate need, so I I go other, I go elsewhere now. But oh. it's not like I go. I go like once in a great while. Yeah. Like they'll, I, they'll do that again. It is back. Uh, it is back because I had that done on, yeah. see, I got a haircut, and I I got but, the neck. I got the neck shave with a straight razor. Yeah. I can't wait until the uh, they do that waxing thing on me again, where it looks like a troll doll when they pull out the Q-tip out of your out of your when nose. When they right? pulled that Q-tip out of my yeah. nose, honestly, it looked like something that fell underneath the uh, yeah. underneath the couch. Yeah, it's it's gross. Yeah. It's it's, it's gross. absolutely disgusting. It's gross, but it's glorious. It's the most amazing <laughs> thing ever. So anyway, so you met all these famous people golfing. Yeah, yeah and I, I just wanted to say, again, I wanted to reiterate. And by the way, I learned that reiterate and iterate are the same thing. It's kind of like that word, uh, uh, irregardless, has now become acceptable because it's not really a word, but so many people used irregardless right. that now it's acceptable as a word. So is one of those words not a real word, like reiterate or iterate? C- correct. Iterate Iter- is the word. It, yes, and reiterate means the same thing. But is reiterate an actual word? I, you know, it's, I think it may be now, kind of similar to irregardless, which wasn't a word before, because regardless is the same thing. We Ooh. misuse the English language, and that's what happens. But anyway, the message about meeting people, open your mouth. And I said to these guys, the um, Patrick Hart, the, the former lacrosse coach, and his dad, and, and Julio, I said, you know, you passed my test because you asked a lot of questions on the golf course. And I said, that's that's... You know, you kept the conversation going, and there's nothing worse than going to a party and trying to talk to somebody, and they don't ask you anything. And they they rely on you to drive the conversation forward. Right. I hate that. And I so, said to these guys, I said, thank you for being good conversationalists so, and making making my day enjoyable. So were they fan? Did you say, hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm part of this uh, number one morning show up in Springfield. What? Uh, my name's Dave Coombs. I did. Yeah. And they were recent recently moved to the area, even more recently than me. So they oh. were. But now they're. I hopefully they are listening, and maybe right yeah. now, who knows? Well, well, it's like you're all. You know what it is? It's always easier when you're all like uh, people that are new to the area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you all get along uh, yeah. easier. It's like yeah. going to college. You know? mm-hmm. if, right? you, if you're a transplant from a high school and, and you go in like mid-year mm-hmm. uh, and you came from someplace else, you're going to have a hard time. But when people go to college, everybody's new. That's yeah, right. Everybody. So it's easier for you're, people to make friends. You're all on the same plane. It's all the same plane for right. you. And, and, and so they were new and I was fairly new. And Julio, not new. But the whole Rock 102 thing was new to him. And he's like, oh, I think I'll tune that in. So maybe he is. Who knows? Well, there you go. There you go. You're going to get your haircut from that guy? Uh, Does he nose well, wax? Well, you know, so I go to the place you go to, and I, I like to buy local. Well, you can also right. go other places. Uh, yeah, though. it's I okay. I mean, if you're yeah. living in Connecticut, the local guy is the guy in Connecticut. I, I know. There's enough business to go around. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably will go try Julio. Don Julio's. It's uh, 621 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Do you know what's going on? In- the uh, band once known as Mighty Joe Young. Like the movie. Yeah, like the, the big the big ape, right? Before uh, King Kong became famous. That was- oh, yeah. Something's playing. What's that? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's the 102-second sports bed, <laughs> but, but it's all like... Ju- it's like a mess. Okay, can it's you like s- digitally. I'm trying to stop it; it won't stop. We got the, the 102 second sports update, 
And then some cheesy jazz. There. Okay. Oh, there you go. I think there were two things playing at once. Sorry about that. Uh, Scott Cohen <laughs> will be joining us after 7 o'clock this morning. Also, Paul Federici from the, uh, the uh, well, the, the dean, the former dean of East Long Meadow Politics will be here to talk about the uh, Daniel Federici uh, Memorial Golf Tournament coming up. Uh, I believe this it is Saturday, this right? this Saturday. Yeah. So at Franconia. So that's uh, that's coming up later on this morning. And by the way, this is Rock 102. Yes, because we were rudely right. interrupted by the computer playing two things at once. Uh, and there you go. Uh, oh, today I le- and now it's time for today I learned. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Don Julio. Yeah, Rock 102. Thank you. Uh, today I learned about head cheese. Ugh. A meat jelly that originated in uh, Europe and is a specialty in Louisiana. It's made from the head of a calf or pig, and despite its name, does not contain any dairy products whatsoever. It was also a former name of uh, Stone Temple Pilots, by the way. Uh, have you ever had head cheese? No. no. I, I've looked at it in the case. Nope, nope, nope. I would never, ever. I don't even like that. Uh, what is that ambrosia with the fruit mm-hmm. inside the Jello? Yeah, marshmallows. Yeah. Yes, meat inside hardened fat doesn't yeah. sound that good either. Well, um, I have had uh, head cheese yeah. more than more than once, uh, hoping that the the second and third time would have been better than the first. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, it's not um, not that great. But I've had it, and uh, the the gel- the hardened fat. Is more like a like a a gelatin type of yeah. Uh, see, feel. I don't know if that uh, j- uh, yeah. dives well on a sandwich with it's, me. It's squishy in your mouth. Yeah, I, I don't think I like it. The the two things separately are good. If you take head cheese, you take one separately. You take the other separately. They're both good. Put that in a sandwich. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I prefer head over cheese any day. See, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's made with <laughs> Thank flesh. You. Yeah. Well, you got to say it sometimes. It's made with flesh from the head of a calf or a pig, uh, less commonly a sheep or a cow, and typically set in aspic. Did you ever have? Uh, did you ever put your <laughs> you ever put your head in an aspic? Before? Well, you know, jeez, uh, Steve, that sounds very personal. What's but, an uh, aspic, by the way? Anyway, I don't. You, you don't want to know. That's something you pick out the head cheese with, isn't it? That's correct. Yes, and that <laughs> is today I learned. That's Stephen Dave on Rock One Hundred Two. Coming up next in the news, Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno is not happy again. We'll give you details straight ahead on Rock One Hundred Two. You know, sometimes kids get scared of going down in basements because they hear weird noises. Well, you- 635. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So Western Mass News running a story with new information about the future of the Roderick Ireland Courthouse and its employees. Now, the mold problems have existed since, it says, last summer. I don't quite no, understand that. No, the, <laughs> it was maybe reported last summer, but these problems have been going on for years. Mm. The state, according to the Western Mass News report, is now looking into options for a temporary courthouse. Should they decide? Should they decide? It says. Should they decide to renovate the current building? Uh, the state's Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance, DCAM, filed a request for a proposal seeking a new temporary location for the courthouse business to be conducted. And Mayor Dom Sarno of Springfield not happy about that, telling Western Mass News that he thinks that the courthouse should remain in Springfield, temporary or otherwise. 
I don't see the problem with relocating it somewhere temporarily. You know, didn't they talk about they had a, the- well, a theater, they a movie? Did. They, theater? Did they did. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did it at the Eastfield Mall. But you know, right. but the the problem is, it it should remain in Springfield. It should remain downtown. But the idea of renovating what's already there when you have when you have problems is like kind of. You know, painting it with kills. It's just going to come back. Yeah, we said this over and over again, it seems. And I, I, I've i only been with the show for a few months. You guys have been talking about this for probably decades. Well, it's, Who knows? it's like when Nick Kochi was uh, was on the phone with us last week. And, and, and we talked very much, you know, you very specifically about it. It's like, you know, had this been in any other part of the state, you know, east of Worcester, this would have been knocked down and replaced already. But because it's here, it hasn't been. And the, the ironic part is, and... and Nick was absolutely correct. It is the busiest courthouse in the state of Massachusetts. And yet, for whatever reason, no one has got the stomach to do what's necessary, and that is to tear it down and build something else. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's ridiculous. Mr. Baker, tear down this courthouse. Mm. But even Baker will tell you that it's not its not his decision to make. No, it's, I it's, know. It's I... The, uh, the, the trial court's. And something needs to be done. This is this has gone on way too long. Two men from Connecticut arrested in Springfield after firefighters saw them allegedly trying to steal car parts. Police saying around 4.45 p.m. last Thursday, 32-year-old Stephen Baker and his 33-year-old cohort Timothy McDonald, both of Simsbury, Connecticut, arrested on Wilbraham Road in Springfield. They had prior um, things going on with arrest records. Springfield firefighters stationed on Eastern Avenue saw the suspects underneath the vehicle, believed to be attempting to steal a catalytic converter. During the arrests, officers located a GPS tracking device, a cutting tool, a screwdriver, a knife, a power drill, and an impact gun as well. That doesn't mean anything. I don't know, Steve. Those sound like clues to me. Hmm... I mean, how many other people on the street are walking around with cutting tools? Yeah, maybe, to but, cut metal. but they're not underneath the car with all those tools. Well, maybe something rolled underneath yeah, the car. Yeah, maybe there's a, uh, my dog's ball rolls mm-hmm. underneath the vehicle. I have to go uh, fetch, a, fetch a thing to pull it out from under there. I see what you mean. You guys should probably represent this pair in court. It sounds like you're already building a great case. Mm. Well, I mean, listen, you know, everyone's uh, got a right to good representation. Mm-hmm. Even someone who's pulling catalytic converters out of vehicles. Got another story out of Connecticut here. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Right. That's true. A homicide at the Lombada Club over the weekend in Connecticut, Hartford area. 24-year-old Dominic Battle of Manchester unfortunately passed away, was unresponsive when police and firefighters were able to get to him. It happened late at night over the weekend at the Lombada Club. I've never been to that place before. Well, you should go. Yeah, have you been? No, but remember, the Labata is the forbidden dance. Yeah. Now you know why. It, it's hard to believe that a, a club can still persist and thrive using a name like that that was, what, decades old when it came into vogue. Is the uh, Jitterbug or Mashed Potato Club still open? I don't think so. No, what about the Twist? Or the Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, there you go. Yeah. A couple other dance crazes. Mm-hmm. Crews in Waitley responding to a single vehicle accident along Weber Road yesterday morning. The road has since reopened. According to Waitley Police, the crash cleared. Repairs being made. As of now, no injuries reported. Police advising drivers to use Conway Road as a detour, but it's all been cleared up now. And we had a car crash into a home in Topsfield over the weekend. Eastern Mass, North Shore area. 
It's not often when you hear about a car crashing into a house. Happened at 1.15 a.m. on Saturday. The town's police and fire departments responding to a report of a car crash near the intersection of Lockwood Lane and Silverbrook Road. Topsfield Fire Department officials said in a news release they found a small sedan had struck the corner of a home in Topsfield. There are pictures of this. It's pretty frightening. From the inside of the house, Mm -hmm. there's quite a lot of damage here. And I think one of the pictures looked like it was like a baby's bedroom there with a crib or a small child's bed that was almost compromised. You know, uh, in a no-fault state like Massachusetts, mm-hmm. uh, what liability does the house have for being in the way? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it was just sitting there, you know. Mm-hmm. Had it had been know. built Who has five the... feet this way or right. that way, I, I uh, this would have never have happened. I don't know the roads in uh, Topsfield uh, very well, mm-hmm. but I, I got to assume that uh, somebody was violating the right-of-way law, mm-hmm. and it might not have been the car. Well, all I can say is if you need legal representation, the... Newly formed law firm of Steve and Bax, ready to take your calls and accept your case. You guys are all over it, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a scary situation. Two pilots on an Ethiopian Airlines flight both fell asleep. What are the meals like on Ethiopian Airlines? Is it Sally Struthers like <laughs> walking around with uh, the price of a cup of coffee per day to okay. give you a meal when you get to the airport? I think you get like a handful of gruel. Mm. It's funny you say that. You know... Ethiopian food is really pretty good. I've been to an Ethiopian restaurant in Washington, D.C. It's really good. You know what? There's probably more of it in Washington, D.C. There is an Ethiopian. Hey, Bax, have you ever had Ethiopian food? I have. You say no. No. (laughs) Neither have they. That's the the joke. Hey. Uh, The Ethiopian Airlines flight on a Boeing 737 was headed to Ethiopia but flew past the runway. Mm. Air traffic control attempted to contact the crew multiple times. Both pilots had fallen asleep. The alarm sounded in the plane, which allegedly woke up the pilots, who then landed the plane 25 minutes later. Ethiopian Airlines has not confirmed, nor have they denied that the pilots fell asleep and an investigation is pending. You know, it's really not that unusual to believe because autopilot does most of the flying. Yeah. Well, with all the computers and mm-hmm. stuff inside airplanes, mm-hmm. like, you know, talking to airline pilots, you know, the the scary part is the taking off and the, and the landing. Right. But once you're up in the air, the computer pretty much does all the work for you, and That's there's right. nothing for you to really do other than pay attention. Of course, you probably shouldn't fall asleep. No, but it's a good time to, like, read a good book. Candy or, Crush. Uh, candy Crush it for a while. Mm, sure. Delicious. Yeah. And if the people that crashed into the house in Topsfield had been using auto drive for their car, it might not have been a crash into that house. You know Sweet. what? We. <laughs> Nothing. Just keep going. <laughs> it's 643 with back Steve and Dave. We've got a mass hat to award next on Rock 102. Wings. We love them. And we're going to... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 650 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, we haven't had much rain, but we're going to get some today and then some tomorrow as well. And then it's going to be pretty... Nice for the rest of the week. Highs in the mid-70s today and then 80s for the rest of the week. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. This Friday, the Patriots continue the preseason. Actually, uh, this is the last preseason game against uh, Las Vegas. The live Northampton Volkswagen pregame coverage begins at 530 with kickoff for 815. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. 650 with back Stephen Dave. 
time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Yes, we will crown somebody from Nashville, Tennessee. That's where our award will go today. A 20-year-old guy named Sebastian Spencer and a 19-year-old girl named Danielle Salvato. Right on their first date when they realized they were both pianists. Um, are you talking about the people that play piano? Or are you talking about something that just kind of you know dangles there? I tried to pronounce it properly. Good. Pianists. So yeah, They're piano players. Yeah, that's it. So they decided to look for an unlocked church where they might find a piano that they could play together on their first date. The very first church they went to had a door with a broken lock. So they went inside, found a piano, and played for about 30 minutes. So this alone wouldn't have got them in much trouble. But on their way out, they decided to steal Ford Bibles as well. And a a set of drumsticks. And the church's collection plate on top of it. Who's not locking the collection... Who left the church? Where's the Where's the rector? Huh? I don't know. Where's, the, where's that rector? Rector? I don't even know her. I mean, yeah. usually, usually there's like a a, a key, isn't there, or yeah. some sort of locking system? Well, I said the lock was busted apparently, and so they saw that as a sign from God. Okay, so the lock is busted. Who's leaving the collection money out somewhere? Well, well no, wait. I, I didn't say there was collection just money. Just the plate. It was just the plate. I don't. It doesn't say. Now there may have been money in it. I don't know. Well, the play. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. only used to the Catholics. The basket is the thing. Is mm-hmm. it? Is is that considered a plate? Well, some some churches have fancier plates than a basket. They I do. Think. I think. Yeah. Have you ever been to another church, Bax, that um, doesn't have a basket? It's usually the basket, either a basket on a stick or a basket that you uh, you pass out to everybody. I always appreciated the basket on the stick. I don't like this whole passing the basket around thing. Yeah, I know. Because mm-hmm. we you, need to talk you, to the Vatican about this. Yes, get the Pope on the line. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Sebastian and Danielle confessed to the whole thing, admitted it was a dumb idea. They're facing charges for felony burglary and misdemeanor theft. Now that's a first date for you, right there. Yeah, there, you there listen, there are things you can do in a church and things you should not do in a church. Playing the piano in the church—that's fine. Stealing all that other stuff—that's mm-hmm. not so good, right? And one other Mass Hat Award to the scientists at Northwestern University in Chicago. They've decided that the ideal temperature for our brains, 77 degrees. The uh, internal temperature or outside temperature? The temperature for our brains. So I guess that would be inside the noggin. If there are prolonged periods in hotter temperatures, your brain may push for you to go to sleep or rest, which it says, according to the study, could validate afternoon naps. Now, how they studied this is the weird part. They decided that the brain's ideal temperature, 77 degrees for humans, because they studied the brains of fruit flies. So I don't quite understand the correlation between what temperature a fruit fly's brain needs to be versus what ours needs to be. It but seems they, to be like a jump to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they're scientists. Yeah. And they know what they're talking about because yep. that's why they became scientists right. and you and I and Steve did not. Yeah. And and I guess this justifies their salaries and maybe even their tenure yes. at places like Northwestern University. That's right. right. Yeah. So 
I guess you give them a pat on the back and send them on their way. All right. Although we're giving them a Mass Hat Award for today. It's 6.55 with back Steve and Dave. Got the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. An interesting admission from Mike Tyson to talk about. And then Scott Cohen joins us later next hour to talk more sports on Rock 102. New England. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, with football season nearly underway, you should be aware of a few things that may or may not affect your viewing schedule. As some of you may know, Amazon Prime will be broadcasting 15 games a season on Thursday night. You don't have Amazon Prime. I can invite you to my house, but I probably won't. Not because I don't like you, not because you're not fun to hang with, but mostly because I'm in bed by halftime, and I don't want you in my house unsupervised. You know who else I really don't want in the house on Thursday nights? Former Patriot cornerback Akib Talib and his brother. Sure, by now, some of you may be aware that Akib's brother Yakub uh, shot and killed a guy at a youth football game in Texas. Akib happened to be there at the time that it happened, and it's also been reported that Akib may have been involved in starting the argument that led to the man's death in the first place. Either way, this terrible tragedy has resulted in the arrest of Akib's uh, brother, and uh, Akib has some important questions to answer as well. Thankfully, he has uh, plenty of time on his hands uh, soon because Akib Talib has just announced that he will no longer be a part of the Amazon Prime broadcast team for Thursday Night Football. Apparently, he is looking to spend more time with his family during this difficult time. Of course, some of the people in that family sound like they might be a bunch of jerks, but that's neither here nor there. Now, if I'm Jeff Bezos, the the owner of the Amazon Empire, The last thing I want is a guy who may have been involved in a senseless murder at a youth football game joining the broadcast crew for Thursday Night Football. There are already enough reasons to wonder whether you're getting everything out of that Prime membership or not. Sure, free shipping is kind of cool, but harboring an accessory to murder? At some point, the two-day shipping and key and garage delivery option doesn't seem like it might be worth that kind of expense. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. All the lawnmowers in the world are at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Well, the ones worth talking about. Craftsman, Toro, Ego. Rocky's is your outdoor power headquarters. And you have excellent choices at your fingertips. And you'll be mowing away at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Deep Purple. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Going to rain today with a high of uh, 75. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 83. It's 66 in downtown Springfield. It's 710. <laughs> and what a delight to welcome him back. It is? Really? Yes, it is Do a delight. you mean it? Oh, like you would not believe. Huh. Always a pleasure to welcome back my very dear friend, Scott Cohen. With an intro dripping with sarcasm. What are you talking about? There's no sarcasm in my voice Come whatsoever, on, please. Are I know, you kidding me? I know better than that. Uh, listen, the Yankees might be hanging on uh, you know, by a thread right now, but Paul O'Neill got number 21 retired. How about that, huh? You know, that's that's pretty that's pretty weak. I mean, what? pretty soon, pretty what are you soon, talking about? pretty soon the Yankees aren't going to have any numbers to give out anymore. Paul O'Neill gets his number retired? Seriously? It's Paul O'Neill. He hit once hit two home runs for a boy who was in the hospital with cancer. <laughs> he even cut a ball with his hat. That was crazy. <laughs> That's terrible, man. I don't know what's worse, the fact that he got his number retired or you 
making the references. Well, I but. had to get that get well card back for Mr. Steinberg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't mean any disrespect to Paul O'Neill's career, but of all the great Yankee players that have gone in and out of that place, Paul O'Neill was, was, was a good player. He was a good player. But yeah. I'm not sure he's like a Jersey retirement level he's type of player. He's not a Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Yogi yeah. Berra, no. Derek Jeter guy. It, it, Career batting average? What do you think? He's, he's 300 hitter, right? 288. 288. Yeah, All right, that's you know, okay. It's good. It's really it's good. good. You know, like. But do you retire the guy's number? Over? No. Yeah. No. He was just part. He was a big part of all those of the World Series teams. You know, it's funny so. here. I'm looking at his uh, all time stats on BaseballReference.com. I've never seen this before. Look at this. Bats left. Throws left. Kicks left. Kicks. I don't know what that what? means. I don't know what that means. a baseball stat? I don't they're, know. In some, they're in some times when a you know, pitch comes on the inside <laughs> and uh, you can't swing because you get jammed up and the only way to get to any progress or, or, is to boot it. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe uh, errors in, in right, boots in, in right field. That yeah. could be that too. Wow. Hey, so um, so uh, let's see. All right, well, back to the Yankees in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got, I have more pressing things that I need to know about. Okay. Since I'd made the drive in here, it, it can be a little <laughs> bit about me. Um, Baxi, would fill me in on this nose hair thing because I'm intrigued and, okay. I, and I'm and I'm interested. What? All right. Well, uh, if I go to uh, Tony's famous barber shop right here in uh, East Long Meadow, okay, and I suppose you probably in their downtown location, you could probably get the same thing done. <clears throat> uh, if you're a, a man like me and you're sprouting hair. And every uh, quarter of an inch of your body. It's hmm. kind of like a, a cascading all over the place. I've, I've got you. Sasquatch. Sometimes, sometimes a man has to do some pretty drastic things. I happen to have uh, a lot of nose hair. Okay. Uh, coming out of this, uh, out of the schnoz of mine. And what they do is they offer a service for a reasonable cost where they will wax your nose hair. Hmm. And it is glorious. Yeah, they put a little thing on your uh, on your uh, right above your lip uh, to keep the wax from going down onto any facial hair there. Well, for me anyway. I no, don't they don't do you. that for me because uh, you they, don't have any hair there. That's what, why. What they do is they've got a thing full of wax, and they take like uh, it almost looks like popsicle sticks, and they uh, they they mm. wind a whole bunch of wax on it, stick it up your nose, kind of press your uh, your uh, your the side of your nose to make sure it's all in there. Wait a, a second or two. And then they rip it right out of your nose. Does it take? Does it take all the hair out? Yeah, it takes whatever it clings to, whatever. Yeah. It, and it usually looks like a little troll doll, doll when it's done. Now the interesting thing is, if you were to pick one of those hairs out one by one, you'd be screaming and your tears would oh, be you're, coming you're out. Crying. Yeah, yeah right. But not when you rip them all out at once. The first time it happens, you say, "Oh my God, that was awful." But the mm-hmm. but the next time you're going, "My God, the." These hairs just keep coming back. Let's go with the wax again, because now you know what you're in for. Well, first, sorry, so question one: What are they? What are they? No pun intended. What do they grab you for that? I think like, it's like an extra it's eight bucks or something. Oh, it's like not that. even that. It's not. It's, it's less it's than five that. bucks. Maybe. Five bucks probably. Yeah. But in all fairness, uh, sometimes my nose requires two a double two. wax. Yes, a yes. double wax. She very hatty. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. No, they're good at it, and uh, and you know, I, I get. I get the, uh, the 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 apology before it happens. Okay, I apologize. I hope this doesn't hurt. And I, you know, to, to me, at this point, it's like it actually feels 
wonderful and it's smooth yeah. as a baby's bottom well see sorry i'm not i'm i can i know that i'm not as hairy as you are no i'm hairy high and low you, don't ask me why i don't want to know that because i don't know i don't want to know that but uh yeah but i i have to do the the i do the scissors thing yeah and then they get they end up getting you know dull after uh one use well mm-hmm. yeah maybe yeah, right. three or four yeah you and, to- and you never get all of them it, so yeah. I'm, yeah, I may have to look Dude, into it. Dude, I'm this. telling you, it's it's totally worth it. Huh. Totally worth it. And you your ever, council's reference, by the way, lost on Scott Cohen. He knows. He believe he knows his council's pretty well. <laughs> we should uh, we should like uh, get some place to do this. Uh, no nose pube pulling for us yeah uh, we, yeah yeah and uh we'll videotape yeah, maybe mon- may, maybe monday morning at like you know seven monday at 705 i'll tell you what like the that. next yeah. the next time i have it done i will videotape it and so you guys can see what it's like yeah that needs to be a facebook post yeah see, absolutely because i mean honestly you look at you look at a guy um you know women don't have uh, nose hair um, well, some of them do. Well, some of them do. You look at a guy and he's not taking care of his situation there. And you're like, you know, it's, you know I notice stuff like that. Man. And I'm like, did you not look in the mirror this morning? And there's like, they'll be hanging out there. And I'm, dude, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. You know, the older a man gets, the more these hairs grow. They, and, and, and there's nothing you can do about no. it. It's like seaweed. It has a, a life of its own. Buddy, when it comes to body hair, less is always more well i don't know if you're dealing with a bald biscuit down there but quite frankly it's none of my business okay but we well. know we know some people in common that have like an unsightly amount of hair like blasting out of their ears or yeah or their uh, no you know un- what i'm talking it's, about dude it's unsightly it's unsightly, it's unsightly. You, gotta, you gotta do something about that but there are some poor it. guys that just it's like uh can't some guys can't help it you just it just uh, no it just you, happens. no you can help it that's that's the whole point of no, the conversation you, but you can't though some like it grows so quickly that yeah. you can't keep up with it i mean we know a, we know a guy who has got so much ear hair, he could easily do it every day. Uh, yeah, and that's a, I mean, it, that becomes a, you know, it's it's kind of like having a micro penis. Steve, you know about this. It's about like uh, having a micro penis. <laughs> it's like you got to feel bad for a guy like that. Wait, how, how do, do you feel, know that about Steve? Oh, I'm just, I'm just, it's just, a, I'm just, you know, welcoming you into the conversation. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's like, you know, there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. Other than to try to make it look as clean and as enormous as possible. Yep. That's uh, it. You know, to bring this back to the sports world, if we can. I don't know. I think I, we're on a yeah, roll. Yeah, we're kind here. of on a roll right well, now. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to attempt to shoehorn it in. All if right. there were one major leaguer who could benefit from a nose hair job, it would be Jeff Reardon, the Pittsfield native and oh former Boston, God. former he, Boston Red Sox he had pitcher, hair right? everywhere. I was just thinking yeah. about who would be the guy, and Very I'm looking guy. at yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Um, let's, all right, so let's back move. to li- back to live action. Yeah, back to live action. I think we can all breathe a sigh of relief knowing that in in times of international uh, strife, you could always send Dennis Rodman out to fix whatever ails you. And right now, he is planning on going to Russia and negotiating with Vladimir Putin himself right. to get uh, Brittany Griner released from her nine-year incarceration. Oh if there was ever a man to do it. Well, he's going to get Kim Jong-un to write a letter and to Vlad and, yep. and you know arrange a meeting. I saw that, I saw that overnight. And it's just like, just when you think it's safe to go outside, Dennis Rodman <laughs> shows up. Yeah. And, you know, the fact of the matter is he's, I don't know whether he's going to get the meeting or not, but he's hes going to go over there and try try his best. You know, as ridiculous as it sounds. Yeah, right. You know, like, 
he actually has a friendly he's relationship. Got, he's got cred. With these brutal dictators. He's so got like, some street cred when it comes to dictators. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Putin is just sitting there laughing, though. You know, come on. he's not, He has to be listen, laughing if, right now. If Pol Pot were alive today, they'd, they'd be playing do. tennis together. Yeah, they'd be playing tennis Absolutely. together. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. There's all kinds of you know, you, you know, human de- you know, destruction and, and, and genocide. But the guy was clearly out of, out of bounds. Checkers with Idi Amin, maybe, too? Yeah. Could mm-hmm. be. Yeah, all right. Could be. Unbelievable. That ain't, you, you, you got to give him credit. He knows how to put his uh, his nose right in the middle of stuff. Well, buddy, he knows how to get headlines for himself. So, uh, Hey, watch the Patriots game on, on Friday. They get, got themselves a win. They're going to Vegas uh, this week. Vegas. Uh, what what's happens in Vegas stays there. Um, to have joint practices with um, with um, with the Raiders this week. Josh McDaniels is their coach, and um, there's only three preseason games, so yeah. Mac, season's right around the corner. To be honest, Mac Jones looked pretty solid. He looked solid. He looked mm-hmm. uh, very solid. He had lots of great things to say about Matt Patricia calling plays. Yep. yep. So you know who knows what that uh, that situation is going to be, but you know right now they look like they could be. They'll be fine. They'll be solid. They're probably the second best team in that division well you know the big thing in in training camp has been them saying you know the whole offensive coordinator thing that no they don't have a dedicated coordinator but i mean the the two guys that are calling the um calling the plays are former nfl head coaches i i it's it's much to do about about nothing i think it, it i think it is too and ultimately those two guys with all that experience, yep. and even though you know patricia's head coaching experience is just with the detroit detroit lions they still speak. They do uh, to uh, yep. to Bill Belichick. It's they still do. it's still Bill's show. Yep, without yep. a doubt. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be worrying about it too much. So what else we got? We got golf too, huh? <clears throat> yeah the uh, the tour championships this week. Um, I was watching some of it um, over the weekend. Uh, Patrick Cantlay won again. You know the we talked about the live golf thing. Yeah, it is, and you know when it first came out, uh, uh, diehard golf fans were. Um, we're poo-pooing it and saying it's a flash in the pan. It'll never have any effect on the PGA Tour. It's having major, major repercussions. Tiger had a big meeting, I guess, last week with with um, uh, some of the more uh, affluent and uh, popular players. It's it's making the PGA Tour take a look at how they do business both behind the scenes and the the way the golf tournaments are played. Well, they're already cranking up the purses for some of these events. Yeah. The U.S. Open purse went skyrocketing, skyrocketing. because they realized they got to compete. Did you see what Tiger Woods is doing with Rory McIlroy? Yep, there. That's and that's one one of the things that it's an offshoot of the live. Yeah. They're they're talking about putting together like these exhibitions, yep. special golf tournaments that involve only the top sixty players, uh, team format, alternate shots. These stuff. would be outside of the normal. Out- tour schedule like from january to march and maybe would include like long drive competitions and putting competitions and things like that in front in front of live audiences and it would be a lot of fun they have to they are they're reacting to what what live is doing and it's it's not going it's not going away at all Mm -hmm. and again i said a couple weeks ago this is just like the afl when when we were kids, yep. you know, the Kansas City and and the Jets and teams like that, uh, the NFL was looking at them. It's a secondary league. It's not It's not a secondary league. This well, is this is for real. The thing, so last week when we were talking about, uh, you know, Tiger talking to, you know, younger PGA golfers about, you know, about staying with the PGA rather than going to live, all I can think of is, okay, like Tiger Woods has made his money. 
Okay, he's probably not going to win another major based on his health no. and his his age. But can you imagine you're a 23 year old kid? You're on the tour. You haven't made. Uh, you you may not have made much impact so far, but you may be an, an emerging player. What credibility does he really have if he's already made his money and suddenly the live comes by and says, "Hey, tell you what, we'll <clears throat> give you like a ten million dollar stipend to join us." Mm-hmm. It seems it seems to me as even though the guy's name has still got uh, credibility, credibility, obviously. I think when it comes to a younger player who is trying to figure out what to do with his golf career, it has no credibility. No, it's all it's all about the money. And I told you guys that story, you know, like a month ago when Liv was, you know, kind of first burst onto the scene. I remember talking to this guy uh, down at the at the GHO, and he was, I, I think he was on the Players Advisory Committee, and he said that golfers, even back then, were pissed that, if you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. And there, and there, his his thing was, I've played golf for for um, on thir- I played in a pro am, so I've done my thing Wednesday. I've played on Thursday and Friday. They've sold, uh, you know, I've been on TV. They've sold their beverages and their food and their souvenirs and all this. I was part of that, and I didn't get paid because I didn't make the cut. He said, if you play in a tournament and you're a pro player on tour, when you show up Thursday, you should be earning money that week. And I I totally agree with him. I don't disagree. Nope. And that's what what these young guys are. The tour is going to end up paying guys to play, and they're going to get paid when they show up and tee off on Thursday. That's going to be a big thing that's going to change because the PGA Tour players are tired of of not making the cut and not making any money. And you're not even talking top dollar here. I mean, you're talking about any money. Any money. I mean, even if just enough to cover their expenses for showing up that week. Even if it's like a, like, you know, three grand, whatever, I mean, whatever it may be, whatever which, it is, and you say, well, three grand a weekend. That's that's pretty good for not playing that well. Yeah. Well, you know, there are guys that make the cut that, you know, who are in last place that make at least 10. Yeah. Right. So guys I mean, like John Daly might not make the cut, but you'd go to watch him you, on a Thursday or Friday. That's, right? that's what that's ex- yeah. that's it in a nutshell, Dave. It's like he's saying I'm I'm I have I've got some, you know, my yeah. my Q score is really good. People know me. They like me. They come out to see me. Yeah. I need to get paid. Well, you know, it's it's weird about this is that people criticize the live tour for all this. And I know there's connections to the Saudi family and all this stuff. But other golf events have paid people handsomely just for appearance, just to, sh- just just, to show up, just to show That's up. That's been going on for years, for years, for years. Yeah. We are uh, uh, sadly all out of time. No. We talk all day. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for the nose hair thing. I'm I'm going to get on that yeah. and let you know. When are you doing it next? Oh, it's probably going to be a couple weeks. Okay, fair Man, enough. I, I literally just had it done. You can uh, I can, t- I can yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. Scott Cohen, good to see you. You guys too. It'd be it's... like an appearance fee for Bax to show up to get his nose here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's 726 at Rock 102. 102. Uh, weather today going to be hot but rainy. Same thing for tomorrow. Uh, Mid-70s today, mid-80s tomorrow. And then it's kind of clearing after the rain comes through today and tomorrow. Hey, here's an interesting thing. You were talking about the nose hair thing and all that kind of business, getting your hair cut. Some experts are saying the latest on the amount of time you should wash your hair per week. How often do you wash your hair? Every, Every day. Do you? It's too much. And well, Steve doesn't count because he's got none. And I'm I'm getting there. If you see the, my latest haircut, I got like nothing left. I'm. This is like the precursor to... Maybe I'm just going to shave it all off at yeah. this point. You know, it's like, getting to the point where uh, the, what you have there is a uh, is like a dying society of once 
proud hair. Yeah. I, you know, I've come to the realization that, uh, you know, the closer I go here with the crew cuts, it's sort of like my signal to, like, just shave the whole thing off at some point. Yeah, well, I'm getting there. But in any case, they say that you should wash your hair only once or twice a week. Yeah, I'm not doing that. They say overwashing leaves your hair looking lifeless and dry, and you should only wash it when it looks visibly oily. So once or twice a week tops, according to hairdressing experts. Well, uh, with my luxurious head of hair, and it is really, uh, I mean, you can put your fingers in it, just you know, rub your hands in it if you want to. I mean, you, either one of you guys are interested. That's how you um, found out I had a micro penis, but. <laughs> Steve, I didn't mean that. No, uh, just I'm just saying that's how you found out. When I was rubbing my hands through your velvety hair, you're like, oh, you have a micro penis. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're close enough now. You can see it. <laughs> it was it was just a hypothetical, well, Steve. That's all. It's okay. Just for the sake, sake yeah, of conversation. Uh-huh. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> you don't need to take it so personally. I'm not taking it personally. I'm telling everybody when you mentioned that I had a micro penis, <laughs> I just want to tell everybody how it happened. I was rubbing my fingers through your velvety thick hair. Right. And yeah. you're like and you look over and go, Oh, you have a micro penis and I'm like, I'm glad you noticed you're close enough now. You see? can see. All right. Mm-hmm. Good story. <laughs> Good times too. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. The love it here. Seven thirty three. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno is upset because of the story that Western Mass News ran about the future of the Roderick Ireland Courthouse and its employees dealing with mold problems since last summer and the state apparently looking into options for a temporary courthouse that would be perhaps not in Springfield. And that's what drew the ire of Mayor Sarno. He says that, hey, any courthouse operating should continue to operate in Springfield, whether it's temporary or full-time. The state's Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance, DCAM, had filed a request for a proposal to seek that new temporary location for the courthouse business to be conducted. But still, um, I mean, it needs to be in Springfield. It needs to be kind of close to where it is, but refurbishing what's already there has Mm -hmm. proven already to not work. It's not any better than it was before. Let's, Let's... Let's tear this sucker down and build a brand spanking new one. It had a lemon fresh scent the last cleaning. Yeah, uh, I was there not too long ago dealing with some uh, other business, and I got to tell you, um, <clears throat> it's still gross. I don't know. It's I, gross. I like that smell. Uh, it, it, not even the lemon, the lemon pledge smell. No, we have no more lemon pledge. <laughs> uh, speaking of smells, yesterday was National Fentanyl Awareness Day. It's a growing problem here in Mass and elsewhere. International and domestic criminal drug networks mass-producing fake pills now and falsely marketing them to the public as genuine prescription drugs. According to Mass government officials and others, these false pills are cheap, commonly available, frequently contain fentanyl or meth, and may be deadly. Anyone with a smartphone, including minors, find these kind of drugs easily accessible. These fake prescription pills being bought up on social media and through e-commerce platforms. Again, yesterday, National Fentanyl Awareness Day. A wear man. Wear man? Wear man. He pled guilty to drug possession late last week and negligent operation of a motor vehicle. He was in Northampton Superior Court. Adam Ortiz. 
of 62 Church Street in Ware, pleading guilty to the following charges. Trafficking in cocaine, sentenced to three years. Possession of Class E with the intent to distribute, 90 days. OUI drugs, sentenced to 90 days concurrently. And negligent operation of a motor vehicle. Now, here's the interesting part. The charges were a result of his arrest by the Ware police November 21st, 2021. So this took a long time to get to the Northampton Superior Court late last week. Well, because of the pandemic and uh, you didn't have court in person probably until uh, late 2021. Right. All those cases are backed up. That's how you got to wait now. That is uh, that is exactly it. Everything is everything is backed up. Well, I, I just, and with, and with spring and with the the Springfield courts kind of compromised, they've slowed stuff down a lot there too. I was in Ware on uh, Friday. I went to uh, see our buddy uh, Steve Hawk. All right, nice uh, out there. And, I saw the uh, pictures he posted on Facebook. Yeah, he uh, he posted a picture of us uh, up there, and um, uh, he's gonna actually gonna be on that podcast that I do. Oh, very cool! Yeah. So, when, uh, when's that going to be? Uh, probably uh, later this week. There, here's the problem when you when you go uh, do remote podcasting. Yeah. The audio doesn't sound as obviously good as a studio quality that you're doing here because you know uh, we have the best equipment that we bring with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, iPhone with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting podcast, and uh, nice. hopefully, that'll be up by Wednesday or so. All right. Two men from Connecticut arrested in Springfield after firefighters saw them underneath the car, allegedly trying to steal car parts, specifically catalytic converters. Happened around 4.45 in the afternoon on Thursday, and 32-year-old Stephen Baker and 33-year-old Timothy McDonald, both of Simsbury, Connecticut, arrested right there on Wilbraham Road in Springfield. That seems like an awful far distance to travel to steal catalytic converters, aren't there? Aren't there catalytic there converters uh, a little bit closer to home in Simsbury for these guys, or like in in, a, in a, an adjacent towns? Yeah, I mean like uh, all the way up in Bloom, Will, Bloomfield, Springfield, yeah. and you know Wilbraham. Yeah. I mean that's that's out of your way. Yeah. Plus, wouldn't they get you know maybe nicer cars in West Hartford, for instance? Well, I don't think they're worried about whether it's a nice car or not. I just think they want to sell the catalytic converter because it's got it's got value to many. Dirtbag junk dealers who, uh, right. who, who will not ask who questions. Like, Where'd who, you get something like that? Who like brass rails and yeah. uh, platinum from That's the right. catalytic converter. During the arrests, officers say they noticed that there was a GPS tracking device, a tool used for cutting, a screwdriver, a knife, a power drill, and an impact gun. So those were the tip-offs that something bad was going on underneath that car. A Boylston man arrested this weekend after threatening hikers from the roof of an Appalachian Mountain Club hut in New Hampshire. He was naked. Brian Chevrier was found on the roof of this hut in New Hampshire. The New Hampshire Fish and Game officers receiving a report of a hiker threatening others at the hut. 5.50 Saturday afternoon. Again, standing naked on top of the hut. Highly agitated, according to the report. Right. They had to spend more than an hour trying to talk him down from the building. Now, were the hikers supposed to be in this area? I mean, did they go off trail, perhaps, and, you know, get find themselves in this man's personal property? I think it was a public place. Do we know that for sure? 
Well, it says it was the Zealand Falls hut. So I would assume that they would have identified it as his own personal hut. It sounds like it was, as I said, part of the Appalachian Mountain Club um, organization. I don't know. I don't know how many uh, hut nuts there are up there, but it uh, seems to me, you know, it's always possible that, you know, there were hikers off off trail mm-hmm. where they shouldn't be hiking. Yeah, but st- I mean, you really have to get up there naked on top of the hut to, you know, challenge people. I mean, well, you know, that- listen, you know, you're in you're in New Hampshire or even in Vermont, you know, like from what I'm told, and I haven't done it yet, but seriously strongly consider, uh, considering it, that in certain areas of, uh, of Vermont, mm-hmm. nudity is really okay. They're cool with it. Now, I haven't been naked other than to like take a shower in the camper mm-hmm. uh, at all, but that's it. Right. Now I'm thinking about the you know like uh, you know walking around town and uh, letting it rip. I remember I uh, did that DJ gig at the nudist camp down in Woodstock. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a that was a that was a great time. You get to see a bunch of people just letting it all hang out. Mm-hmm. Hey, some of the best arm wrestlers across Western Mass gathering in East Hampton over the weekend to raise money for abortion rights, arm wrestling, and abortion rights. Mm. Okay. The event was held at the Abandoned Building Brewery in East Hampton. The Western Mass Arm Wrestling League is donating all proceeds from that competition to the Abortion Rights Fund of Western Mass. Interesting. Yeah. Do they have uh, results of uh, who won? Yeah, I, I was, uh, Roe v. Wade. <laughs> I, yeah, That's I, on I the bout. I didn't see the Roe v. Wade bout listed, Steve. I don't know. We're rowing and wading our way to survival. Were they... Um, even odds on that one, by the way, Roe versus Wade, or was one favored? In oh, that? one was favored. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the longest time, you know, <laughs> it was one way, and now it's not. Yeah. Uh, Western Mass News reported on the arm wrestling championships in East Hampton, so maybe they have results there on their website. I'm looking at it right now. Maybe we could hear from it and now hear this in a couple of minutes and see if there are results. I don't know. Ooh, look at you with the hidden little gem coming up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, it could be. Could be a little nugget, a yep. little sound nugget. Yep. I'm going to guess he, he wouldn't say it if he didn't already oh, have it. I don't know about that bag. What's in Dave Coombs' magical fun bag over there? Well, as long as we're plugging now here this, wait till you guys hear about the blind woman getting sent pictures of guys' junk. On social media, uh huh, and nope. how how she knows that it was junk. That well, she don't was tell getting. me. I like to go in fresh. Okay, so that's coming up as well. And now hear this, and then also a couple out of Georgia that was arrested because of meth that was found in their possession. We'll have all that coming up in now hear this and more straight ahead on Rock 102. Leah Toto Wilbraham is the area's leader. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 748, and Billy Squire with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 83. 66 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you've missed all this discussion about uh, waxing your nose hair or Scott Cohen or God knows what, uh, check out the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest, is drummer Jeff Plate. He is the uh, the drummer for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, for Sabotage, he used to play with Metal Church. He's got a brand new band and a new record out from uh, the band All Terrain, album called Mother's Day. It's very, very good. You can check that out on all of those platforms, and including rock102.com. 748 with back Steve and Dave. 
Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Cut number one. There was no audio that was salvageable from Western Mass News in their report on the local arm wrestling tournament that occurred in East Hampton over the weekend. Uh-huh. But I did find this on YouTube under the title, Arm Wrestling Gone Wrong. Here we go. Not loud enough, huh? No, it's that's a. It, it's, well, it was a broken arm that was suffered by one guy in competition over. Oh, that's, that's too bad we missed it. And uh, at one point, the announcer of the event says, "Uh, don't look over there," because there's a huge, huge audience watching the thing, and he says, "I think we need an ambulance on the scene, please." Ugh, yeah, that's yeah. gross. That's why I don't get involved in those it things. Ha- it happens. Uh, in audio that we actually do have. There was a couple in Georgia arrested after police officers found meth in their vehicle with their two-year-old child in the back seat. The baby was unharmed and sent away with a family member. Here's the investigator, Toby Nix, talking about the drugs. Not only was there a two-year-old child in the car, the drugs were found in very close proximity to a Happy Meal box, which makes the whole thing worse. Uh Uh-huh. The drugs in possession of Jonathan Loftus and Bethany Smith Right next to their two-year-old child's Happy Meal. Why? Why would that make it worse? I, I was wondering the same thing, but they're having has to meth be a- in the car uh, in close proximity to a child is bad. Yes, like it doesn't really matter if it's near. Is it in a Happy Meal box or near it? What did he say? Um, uh, let me see what we're here. I don't. I don't. Hold on a second. In very close proximity to a Happy Meal box. In ha- yeah, close proximity to a Happy Meal. It wasn't in the Happy Meal. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. It wasn't the special prize inside. Well, but yeah. the, but the that the, should have been though. Well, all right, the baby could mistake it for that. I suppose you get the colorful Happy Meal and the meth nearby. I think mm. maybe that makes it worse. You remember the lead paint was the worst thing you had to worry about on the glasses that came from McDonald's? That's now you got to worry about your meth-laced French fries or your chicken nuggets. Oh, I miss chewing on windows window sills. Hmm. Clip number three. You're always wondering. If guys send pictures of their junk to blind women, I know you've wondered about that. Yeah, I do it all the time. What's the yeah, good compliment? Yeah, what's the reaction when you've done it? I haven't done it, Steve. Have you had a reaction from a blind woman to your junk being sent uh, via dick pics or not? Yes, and and uh, they love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how, how do they know that it's a picture of your junk if they're blind? Braille. Because they Does know it, they know it's me, and they're like, he must have a giant. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought you had a micro penis. Wait a minute. They Did don't you need to early? know that. So anyway, this <laughs> description from a blind woman on how she gets junk pics from guys and how she knows they're junk pics. I'm blind, and I get sent a lot of lower regional area pictures from guys. Maybe they don't believe I'm blind, but I rely on a screen reader to narrate my phone to me and it also narrates images. And I have just received an image and I have to share this with you. So this is the screen reader that she has Mm, telling her what the picture looks like. This is what my screen reader has described to me. One face, probably a mushroom growing in the ground. (laughs) There you go. A mushroom growing in the ground. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that could describe any of us. Well, that sounds like a micro penis. Yeah, sure it's a does. mushroom growing in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't say like a beanstalk with mm-hmm. a mushroom on the top of it. Right. It's just the way know. it got translated <laughs> from her 
But it's screen reader. Well, at least, but it's pretty clear that now she can know for sure what it what it is. Unless you're actually taking pictures of mushrooms. It's 7.53 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the 102-second sports coming up on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 807 and sticks. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. We're going to have rain today and probably tomorrow as well. Highs in the mid-70s today, and some of that rain might be a little severe later on this afternoon. Tomorrow we're going to be back into the 80s, and we'll stay there pretty much the rest of the week. Uh, a couple of things uh, that I saw over the weekend uh, that were uh, caught my eye, if you will. I was reading this article in the uh, the New York Times. You ever hear that uh, I'm not aware periodical? of anything. No, I'm not aware of them. Um, it was a st- the headline is a dad took photos of his naked toddler for the doctor and Google flagged him as a sex offender. Huh. You know, I uh, I was wondering about this kind of thing back when the pandemic began because that's what this story is about. This man had a problem. His uh, him and his wife had a problem with their son. Right. Their son's uh, their his. His groin area. There was something wrong with his his appendage that that, that they <clears throat> called the doctor and right. said, "Hey, look, uh, there's something going on here, and uh, we need help uh, figuring out what's going on. And mm-hmm. we obviously can't take him into the office for a visit." So he was instructed by the nurse at the doctor's office, saying, "Why don't you take some pictures and upload them to this website that you know that we have, like a patient pro, uh, a portal, patient kind portal of th- kind of thing?" Well, um, due to the fact that uh, child pornography is so rampant throughout the world, yes. that a lot of these tech giants have been forced to patrol or police the material that's sent through their servers. So, like, if your uh, if your internet provider is Xfinity or or Spectrum or whoever, they they are uh, under scrutiny by the government to make sure that hey, you guys got to keep an eye out for this stuff, like because there's so much of it going on that you got to do image search, search searches and things like that mm-hmm. in order to you know keep kids safe because there's too many kids out there. Well, Google flag. C- captures this image even though it was a private medical thing between this guy and his kid and his doctor right. and he sends these pictures and then google flags him this guy's got all kinds of issues now problems with the law and you know being you know he's he had to hire lawyers and and, mm-hmm. and to defend him over this thing because the tech giant just reports that to the FBI, and then... Yeah, so you've got a big problem here with telemedicine anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's you know it, it's it's fine for some things, but totally inadequate for other things. And if you've got something that requires a physical examination, yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm not so sure that, you know, images being sent electronically are really the best way to diagnose a problem. Yeah. And especially... I- in a situation like this where you know some there's so many other ramifications i mean i i this cannot have been the first situation where someone it, had to it, take a picture of something you know down below and, and that's what the article goes on to say it's like there's there's tens of thousands of cases out there where people have uploaded these photos mm-hmm. because they were instructed to by their medical provider that right. this is okay to do I had uh, I I didn't have to do this luckily, but I I what I had thought about this quite a bit, you know, uh, like how does the do- like when the pandemic hit, I'm like, how's the doctor gonna see 
Like, if the kid has a rash or something, uh, I'm like, what, do you have to take pictures of it? And then, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I would never, ever, no. even, even even in a situation like that, yep. where, like, I would take the kid to the emergency room at, the, at that point going, and I know the option was not really viable at that time. But, no, I get it, but, but, even, but even the, uh, I, mean, I hate to say this, but, you know, even the... Uh, the walk-in clinics yeah. would have been a better option. Yeah, than absolutely. Something like, than something like this. I, yeah. I wouldn't have taken pictures of my kids either. I mean, what, there are. listen, if, if, if a kid's got a rash, the only way to diagnose what kind of rash it is is to visibly look at it. Right. Different rashes look different now, and populate on different areas of the body. Now, if my kid had a rash on her arm or something like that, yeah, I'd take the picture and, mm-hmm. and send it, you know, but I mean, if you're talking, you know, private areas, things like that, I wouldn't even want that photo on my phone yep. because of the hacker. I mean, you you risk mm-hmm. you risk all this information that you. Everybody does this. We all put our informations on these little phones. By the way, did you see that you had to update your iPhone? I the did com- see that. Our company was like, you better put this uh, this update on your iPhone if you got an iPhone because yeah. of how vulnerable these things can be. I get the automatic updates anyway, so right. So yeah, but but you but don't just wait for the automatic update. What right. they were like, saying force is, it. well, yeah, just. I- just go ahead and do it. Don't went, wait for it. I went and it had already occurred. Yeah. So, so right. I'm well, you're in the clear then. Yeah. Uh, so you know it, that's the kind of thing that you got to you got to worry about that. Like like you have, you have personal. I have credit card information on my phone. I have you know things mm. on there sure. that I oh, wouldn't want. Can I can I see it? Yeah, it's uh, 4822 Your expiration date? Uh, March of twenty twenty seven. And what about the code in the back? Uh, six eight two. Six eight two. Yeah. Okay, very good. Okay. Thank you. All right, go ahead and put that down. Uh, but yeah, these are the things that <laughs> you got to worry about. Like I would, I would. That's what I would be worried about the most. Is that somebody like, yeah, okay, you have a young child, like a you know, like a toddler or a baby that <clears throat> obviously can't describe to a doctor what they're feeling or what they're doing, and visual is the only way to go. I wouldn't do it. I still wouldn't take a picture of my naked child, even if it was for a medical purpose. And then upload it to a medical portal. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, no. I, listen, even if it's done for a medical purpose, like you said, you're information is so easily obtained right. by anybody and, and and as encrypted as it may be or any you know two-factor uh, you know verification or whatever maybe there's always going to be someone who's going to be a few steps ahead of you mm-hmm. so do you want that stuff in your phone do you want to send that stuff electronically to people i would say uh no <laughs> absolutely not and and yeah. and so even if a doctor or a nurse or whatever is saying well yeah why don't you send that along i'm gonna say what are my other options? Because I don't really want to do that. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Because that's what you should be saying, right? Regardless of what, if it's a you know a you know, a, a, a private area or an arm or a leg, it doesn't. It shouldn't matter. Is that the kind of stuff you really want available? Yeah, you know, accessible. I mean, you know, you have a certain level of medical privacy, <laughs> and so do your children. Sending it electronically is kind of your way of, in a way, kind of relinquishing that i'm wondering uh you know uh who is the guy who said you know what i think it'd be a really good idea if we just uh since we can't see these people in the office have them take pictures of their naked children and upload them to our portal it's fast secure and safe really yeah we've just hired someone to document all of these things and then uh, jared fogel 
And then, and then you hear about like <laughs> major corporations who get hacked and their their computer systems are frozen for in order to, for ransomware. Yep. It's exactly. like you know, if a major corporation who has millions of dollars to spend on IT security still gets hacked, that means anybody can get hacked. Anybody can if they really wanted to, they could get into your stuff. I I, I wouldn't trust it uh yeah. The life of me, but I feel bad for this guy though because he seems genuinely like he was just trying. Him and his wife were yeah. just trying to help their kid, and now he's got all kinds of ramifications. Yeah. Probably got you know family protective services after yep, him and that's lawsuits exactly and everything else. Yeah, and so. kids don't know any better. Back when I had a problem with my penis when I was about four years old. Oh my God, what are we getting ourselves into here? I asked the guy that I knew could help me out, my grandpa George, because my dad wasn't around, so he's my my father. You know, it's bleeding. It's like, Grandpa George. What the hell were you doing yeah, to your penis? You come, come into the bathroom. You got it. I got to, you know, and I'm like pointing. And he's like, okay, Davey. So we went into the bathroom. He pulled a red thread off of my penis that it was stuck on there. I thought it was bleeding. It was just a thread? It was just a thread. How did a red thread get in your penis, Dave? Don't know. Don't know. You want to explain especially, that one? Especially at age four. I don't know. Hey, you know, listen. I had a Raggedy Ann doll. I was going to say, is she uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad we could turn this into such a positive spun story. Well, don't you? you know, yeah. I tried exactly. to lighten the yeah. mood a little bit there. I, you know. Well, yeah. listen, the bottom line is if a, if a doctor, mm -hmm. even a doctor you trust, says, hey, why don't you send over a picture of your, uh, of your uh, penis or testicles or, uh, you know, uh, out in the back, uh, your answer should always be, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Well, uh, I, think, I think that's good advice. What if Grandpa George uh, had said to you, hey, let me take a, let me get my Polaroid and let me take a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Let me get my Instamatic. Yeah, something yeah. something tells me the uh, wait, wait. <laughs> the authorities need to be called in. Wait, I need a flash cube. Sounds like Mr. Horton at the bike shop on different strokes. <laughs> And by the way, he was right. Ice cream and cartoons taste delicious in your underwear. Yes. yes. They're not wrong about that. Steve, the universe just collided again, yeah. by the way, with us. Yeah. Grandpa George's last name, Horton. Oh, see? Wow. There you go, Mr. Horton. Wow. He was the bike shop owner <laughs> on uh, different cow. strokes. Uh -huh. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. It's 818 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. G 829. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So the east-west rail travel, the whole thing that's uh, being promoted here, hook up Springfield with eastern Massachusetts and Boston. Apparently it's getting a boost because Amtrak's planned Albany connection, it says here in a story in MassLive.com, a stepping stone to Springfield's east-west passenger rail service goal. Yeah, but I mean, we, but that's Amtrak, right? Yeah. Well, is East West Rail more about commuter traffic rather than than Amtrak? Well, Amtrak can be commuter traffic, right? It's two totally different things, and usually two totally different price sets. New York right. State is backing the mass request for Amtrak to add two more trains from Boston through Springfield and on to Albany, and that's said to be a transitional step toward the east-west passenger rail service. I mean, because, you know, uh, Amtrak is a little pricey, to be honest. All aboard, America. All aboard, Amtrak. 
Remember that? I sure do. That was the uh, 1980s yes. uh, campaign slogan. Mm-hmm. Man, between an old campaign slogan for Amtrak and him talking about flash cubes, I can't imagine how, if we could... If we can be any more nostalgic. Yeah, I once took a train trip all the way from Florida back up to Connecticut to visit my aforementioned Grandpa George. I did uh, one from South Station to uh, Chicago. And wow. oh my God, with the longest thing I've ever dealt with in my life. Is that known as the Silver Streak? <sighs> that was that That was that same line, I think. I right? don't remember what line it was, but man, it was long. Hey, Western Mass learning, Western Mass News, excuse me, learning about new information about the future of the Roderick Ireland Courthouse... Apparently, the state is now looking into options for temporary courthouse positioning should they decide to renovate the current building. The state's DCAM folks, that's the Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance, filing a request for proposal to look into temporary locations for the courthouse. Mayor Dom Sarno of Springfield not happy about that. He's saying that any locations for the Roderick Ireland Courthouse, temporary or permanent or otherwise, should be in Springfield. I agree with that. He's not wrong. It should be. But he also needs a new building, not just you know a fresh coat of paint on the old sloppy junk joint. I was going to say it should be the Kathy Ireland Courthouse. You know, Ooh, 60, year, like- 60 years old, looks all nice on the outside, but man, is it beat <laughs> up on the inside. You know, it doesn't look so good. We were watching uh, Barry. You've, ever, you've seen Barry, yeah. I think, right? I don't, Steve, I don't think you've seen the series with Bill Hader as a hitman. No, I'm just friends with Barry. Yeah. Well, Wrong Barry. Different Barry. No. And in that one, uh, Laura San Giacomo. You remember her? I do. San Giacomo. Could be and do that. you know why I know that? Because she lived in my neighborhood. In New Jersey? Yeah. Really? She lived right down the street from us. Wow. Yeah. Was that when she was a star? Nope. Uh, no. Before she was, she was not a star. Before she was a star, really? she was uh, big into acting at Morris Knowles High School in okay. uh, Denville, New Jersey. And she... Uh, uh, then uh, we saw her on TV one day, and we're like, hey, that's the girl from down the street. Laura San Giacomo. San Giacomo. Okay, so good. So she was in that show, Just Shoot Me, with David Spade. Yeah, yeah. And she was also in Sex, Lies, and Videotape, and she was pretty yeah. hot in that. She's kind of a two-face. Yeah, she is a two-face. She looks really, really good, or really not so much. Well, it was the not so much when we were watching Barry over the weekend, the, I think it's an HBO Max series. Okay. And saw, saw her pop up, and it took me a minute. And then I said to my girlfriend, I said, that's Laura San. And I pronounced it wrong, Steve. I said, and, and my girlfriend went, woof, like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those, if you look at a picture of her recently. Now, did you, how old was she, Steve, when you were in the same neighborhood? Well, I, uh, I was only like uh, five, you know, five okay. or six gotcha. years old, and gotcha. my, but my uh, but my siblings were much older than me, and mm-hmm. they my my oldest sister was a couple of years behind her, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, because cool. she's like, yeah, she's fifty nine, and my sister's fifty six. So gotcha. they were they knew you know didn't know each other. It wasn't mm-hmm. like we hung out and she came over and hung garage doors with us on the weekends. Yeah, you're not lying. You said, uh, yeah. she, it says here on uh, Wikipedia, which does not lie, she grew up in Denville, New Jersey. Why would a, I make that up? I don't know. I'm just I'm just fact-checking you. That's it. I'm, I'm, that I'm, would be a random thing to make up. You're right. Yeah. Checking the checkers. Is that so wrong? Mm-hmm. 
Two men from Connecticut arrested in Springfield when uh, firefighters saw them stealing catalytic converters from underneath the car. Happened at 445 in the afternoon. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. Who would did, who would make up fake news about Lo- Laura well, Sangiacomo I was more being interested from in, the, my hometown? Before you said she was 59, I was more yeah. interested to find out how old she was. Yeah. So I went on Wikipedia. And I just saw it. Just it struck me, Denville, New Jersey. Well, that's a, how about yeah, that? How about that? Uh, how that, about that? That show she was in, Just Shoot Me, by the way, very underrated. I thought David Spade, George mm-hmm. Siegel, Enrico Colasanto, I think is his name. I and, thought it was a good show when it was on. It yeah. was. I really enjoyed it. And then uh, Phil Hartman died, and the whole show was ruined. And he was shot himself, which was ironic. Wait, just shoot me? Or his wife, didn't Phil no, Hartman's no, no, wife that, that shot was, him? He was in um, News oh, Radio. News Radio. Yeah, news Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the one on uh, on Just Shoot Me? George Siegel. George Siegel. That was yeah. the other guy. Yeah. There you go. And, and uh, there was a great, one of my, I think my favorite character of all time, it could never be done today, David Cross as a character called Slow Donnie in an episode of, look that up if you want to laugh. Slow Donnie? Go look up the Slow Donnie episode. On just shoot me, I still I, I watch that over and over again. I still right. still cracks me up. I'll look it up. So anyway, back to the story about the guys from Connecticut arrested in Springfield for allegedly stealing catalytic converters. It happened about four forty five in the afternoon last Thursday. Thirty two year old Stephen Baker and thirty three year old Timothy McDonald, both of Simsbury, Connecticut, arrested on Wilbraham Road in Springfield, where the alleged theft took place. Firefighters. Stationed on Eastern Ave, say they saw the suspects underneath the vehicle, believing them to be stealing a catalytic converter. During the arrests, a GPS tracking device was taken, a cutting tool, a screwdriver, a knife, a power drill, and an impact gun. Those all sound like clues. Yep. And a homicide at the Lombada Club in Hartford over the weekend. 24-year-old Dominic Battle of Manchester pronounced dead on the scene. Uh, the shooting occurred late in the evening on Saturday into the early morning hours of Sunday at the Lombada Club. Also, a car accident in Waitley closing the roads there yesterday morning. The roads have since been reopened, and nobody reported injured, according to westernmassnews.com. And then there's also a car crash in Topsfield in the north shore of Boston early Saturday morning. And there are some frightening pictures of the damage inside the house from when the car crashed into the house Saturday at 1.15 in the morning. The town's police and fire departments responding to the report of the crash. And the small sedan had struck the corner of this house on Lockwood Lane. Again, the photographs of the damage to the interior, including what looks like a baby's crib that came very close to having some really severe damage. Damn. You know, I uh, there's a house in my hometown of Rehoboth. I think I mentioned this before, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of like an at a like a like a T intersection mm-hmm. if you can imagine it. And uh, this house is like four to five feet away from the street. Yep, it's like right, literally, like right on the street. No one ever crashed into this house, yep. and I it, it, for the life of me, I do not know. How that never happened. Right. You think maybe icy conditions one time, and even if the car's going slowly. drunk driving, nobody hit that house. And then what they did was new owners buy it, and they figured, hey, you know what? This house is really close, uh, close to the road. Let's put some boulders in front of the house. 
So they put boulders in front of the house. <laughs> well, guess what happened? I, I can see it coming. A car comes and hits the boulders. Yep. Never hit the house. Barely moved the boulders. Messed up the car, Never, mm-hmm. but never hit the house. It took it, they, 50 years. No one ever hit that thing. You put a boulder in front of that house, they hit the boulder almost immediately. What that's, are the odds? That's like uh, every once in a while you'll see like cemeteries. Yeah. Have like if they're on a corner, like a street corner, like mm-hmm. an intersection, they most they usually have those big stones, like yep. those mo- monument stones, just blocking the, ro- the the side of the corner because this is this intersection is ripe for accidents or people driving through and things like that. Damn right. You don't want to kill anybody in a graveyard. Uh, there's a graveyard right next to the 12th. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> They're dying to get in there. <laughs> there was, uh, speaking of which, there was a graveyard right next to the 12th hole at Keeney Park yesterday. I played golf with those guys I told you about earlier, uh, including Julio, who cuts hair for a living, and he sliced his drive over the stone wall on number 12 right into the, I think it's a soldier's cemetery. Mm. Did he play through? He didn't, and there's signs saying, no golf allowed. Over the fence. Oh, but if you drop your if you drop your ball there, what are you supposed to do? You lose your golf ball. It's gone. I don't know. That uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon. Play the ball where it lies. Do you remember what I'm talking about? (laughs) I'm having like visions of that cartoon, and I, the whole thing was this one guy saying, "Play the ball where it lies," Mm -hmm. and then it would land on somebody's nose, and they'd have to hit the ball Uh off the nose, and the it was it was a whole. uh, it was all, I'm just having flashbacks. I can't remember exactly what the cartoon was. Oh, that Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Who oh, is him? He's well, a gorgeous. It might not even be Bugs Bunny. I could be mixing it with some other cartoon. Not even still. Yeah. Uh, back to your joke, Steve. When Julio, my new friend, the barber. Down by the schoolyard? Yeah, him. When he sliced his drive over the stone wall into the graveyard there, he said immediately, I see dead people. So that was his joke. When you and Julio were down at the schoolyard, mm-hmm. were you saying, hey, let me show you something my Grandpa George showed me when I was four? <laughs> <laughs> After the round of golf. Yeah. That'll be the last foursome you play with that and guy. Mama Pajama mm-hmm. rolled right out of bed. And, mm-hmm. Whoa. Ran to the police station. That's right. Yeah. The Kids Mullet Championship over the weekend. And uh, Emmett Bailey of Menominee, Wisconsin, won the Kids Mullet Championship. He had a faux hawk on top. And a long curly mullet in the back, and he won twenty five hundred dollars. Jesus! For the best kids mullet out of Men- Menominee, Wisconsin. So congratulations to him. Do you ever have one? A mullet? Nope. Do you, have, do you have a mullet when you were a kid? No, I had a mullet. Did you? Yeah. Really? I I, when I first started here, I kind of had a mullet, but you know, I grew out of it and uh, decided to not look like a dope. So I got uh, I got a cut. Maybe got a cut. Maybe it's time to bring it back. Uh, I don't think so. Mullets I, were like those late '80s, early '90s kind of trend, and then the it started of, training. It's the haircut of the times, you know. Yeah. But after like once the '90s start rolling in, you realize, hey, you know what? Everyone who's got a mullet looks stupid, just like me. Mm-hmm. And that's when you say, "No more mullet." I had shoulder length hair probably when I was uh, about, I don't know. 14 years old. Yeah? Yeah. I bet that was uh, quite a scene. It was. It was. Maybe I'll, I'll bring in pictures for show and tell tomorrow. I can put them on the Facebook page from Rock sure. 102. <laughs> Do you have any I pictures? Can, uh, are you telemed- <laughs> pictures, of, <laughs> pictures of my red thread on my penis? Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 I wasn't going to ask that. <laughs> no, no. It's 842 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Make the- Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848. 
and the police on Rock 102. We have some maybe heavy rain later today in the middle of the day. Highs in the mid-70s today. More rain tomorrow, and we're back into the 80s for tomorrow. You know, the, it's not every day you get royalty to visit the Rock 102. Uh, yeah. You're absolutely right, right the, about that, The Steve. Prince of East Longmeadow. Yeah, the, the, the former dean of yeah. East Longmeadow <laughs> politics. Uh, Mr. Mayor Paul Federici, good to see you. Good morning, how are you? <laughs> I, I better hurry up because if you got royalty coming in, I got to get out of here. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you're as good as we got. It, it was a choice between either you or Cohen. Oh boy, Cohen lost. Oh boy. So That's there you go. How you and, been? And, and he's the one with the dead cat to swing around. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you know. <laughs> I've been well. I've been well. How about very, you guys? Very, yeah. very good. The good, uh, the good. reason you're here, the uh, the golf tournament. Yes. The eighth annual uh, Daniel Federici Memorial Golf Tournament yep. is uh, this Saturday. Yes. Tell us about that. Well. As you know, the unfortunate circumstance that surrounds us is my son passed away in a car accident back in 2015. Uh, that's actually seven years ago, but the reason it's the eighth tournament is a friend of mine had a tournament date at Franconia Golf Course that September, so he gave it to me. So we actually had a tournament literally two months after Dan passed away, and which was very well attended. And, uh, and from then, we've been trying to carry it on, and for the first few years, it was for his grandkids to help them, and then after that, we decided to start a scholarship, and we did start one for people at East Summit, high school students at East Summit High School and St. Mary's School in Longmeadow. And we've gotten to the point where over the last three years, we've been able to give out scholarships. And this past year, we gave out just under $8,000. And we're going to try to get, going to try to improve on that every year, at least as long as I'm taking a breath on this planet. So, (laughs) um, you know, so that's, that's, that's the goal. And obviously it keeps Dan's name alive and, and the scholarships aren't for, you know, and nothing against these students, but when I was, in the Rotary Club and stuff, handing out scholarships, it was always the top two or three people that got every scholarship. Well, yeah. We're trying to get somebody who's a hard worker but not necessarily a valedictorian and you know wants to go on to either a trade or you know go on to college. But it's to help someone who's not, you know, not a straight A student because Dan was a great kid, Man, but he wasn't a straight A student. Wish I somebody had set me up scholarships like that when I was a kid. You know, when I was in <clears throat> when I was in high school in Rehoboth, they had all these. Uh, these local scholarships, mm-hmm. and you're right. I mean, all the all the big money yep. went to the smart kids, yeah. but <laughs> there was no C student scholarship. Yeah, oh you. yeah, oh yeah. Actually, there was. There was, there yeah. was. and I can uh, I can prove it. I was actually given a scholarship yeah. by the town dump, which <laughs> I thought was <laughs> I thought that you know what that was so appropriate because yeah. I probably had the the messiest room in all of Rehoboth, Massachusetts. So you cleaned up that night. Anyway. Oh, I, I sure oh, did. Yeah. I sure did. Yeah, between that and a, it was a the town dump and a vacuum, uh, you know, salesman. Wow. Yeah, I think it was like you know, like five hundred bucks each. But still, I took it. Hey, mm-hmm. that I'm sure that was worth a lot more then than it is now. <laughs> five hundred bucks, you know. It's just, it went a lot further yes, back then. Yeah. But uh, as far as uh, what do you do, you need still need golfers? You're looking for sponsorships. Well, what do you need? We've got right now. We've got 32 foursomes. You know, theoretically, maximum is 36. Um, um, but we can always fill other holes if we need to, and we, you know, we could still use. Well, sponsorships are going to be tough because the sign deadline was last Friday. As far mm-hmm. as getting someone's name on a sign, we could take raffle prizes, whatever anyone wants to give, gift cards, um, baskets, anything, you know, anything like that. Anything will help because we have a we have a raffle afterwards. We have a DJ, um, and uh, um, it's just you know it's a fun time. I can't tell you. When the former pro at Franconi asked me about the tournament, I well, I'll paraphrase and say I said it's a crap show, and he loved it, and it, it, it's so much fun every year. I mean, we have a great group of people. Um, you know, we've got some wonderful sponsors. I mean, the, the as far as sponsors, the sheriff's department is on board. They yeah. donate. Dom Sarno donates. May it Dom Dom. Yeah, that's yes. right. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of people. Some of our our friends from West Springfield that we all know. You know, Brian Clune, Will Reichelt, They all they all donate to the cause. And, yeah. Uh, 
Um, actually, Will and Brian are playing this year, so we actually have a mayor in our midst this year for the first time. So wow! Um, e- even if it's Will Reichelt, hey, no, no, <laughs> and there's a chance his dad might play. You know, yeah, So anyways, um, yeah, it's always like I said, it's always a good time. We always pray for good weather. I'm, I'm you know, I started obsessing last week with the Weather Channel on my phone, and <laughs> yeah. and now we're down to a 15 percent chance of rain yeah. theoretically. And you're playing at Franconia, too. yes, you play Franconia Golf Course. It's an 11 o'clock registration, noon lunch, and one o'clock shotgun that's awesome so it's and it's a like i said it's a blast every year so, so if uh, if someone wanted to donate uh either you know prizes or yep. anything else what should they do they can do one of two things um I, we have a facebook page for the golf tournament so um they can go on that and message me and that would work and and for the i know you, you folks have been wonderful every year basically you know for this tournament um as far as letting me come on and every year someone tells me not to put my phone number out on the airwaves but i do it every year <laughs> yeah. so it's 413-537-0493 no drunk dialing please but if you want to you know if you want to get some information or, or donate something i'd be happy to take well, i'm gonna call get, and, start getting drunk this afternoon and call well, that thing well, 10 can, times in well, a row well, yeah. you can call because i already i got your number so. <laughs> <laughs> well that's so, great it, it's a it's a it's a really cool tournament yep. and, and, and it serves a great purpose it so, does let me ask you a couple things about. Uh, I mean, how involved are you in uh, in the talent right now? Does the word zero mean anything? Oh, <laughs> I, I really, I'm, I'm not involved at all. You know, how good does that feel? It, it's great. It's great. I, somebody asked me the other day because you know, obviously, we've we've had some. Unfortunately, we had someone leave the board and someone pass away on our town council over the last year and a half. And uh, I thought about putting my name in for the temporary position. And as soon as I mentioned it to my wife, I didn't think about putting my name in for the position. <laughs> but someone said to me, well, you know, I was saying I was there for 10 years, which is 70 dog years. So that's a lot of time. That's so, a long you know, time. Like, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't miss it. You know, I'm, I'm 66 now, so it's not like I'm thinking another term. All of a sudden I'm Wilbur Mills in some basin with, you know, so I, I, I don't really want to do that. That's a reference that 50% of your audience <laughs> right. will remember because it's too long. You, too you want to enjoy those golden years. You don't want to be stressed out by town meetings and exactly. agendas. Yeah, you exactly. Don't. The last thing you want is like, say, like a town manager you know, going, you know, running roughshod over the town again. No, don't even, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure I won't, even, I won't even go there. How about that? Answer and I'm sure Greg Nevinger's available. For all kinds of positions. <laughs> so uh, you went there because I didn't. So. Right. <laughs> Do you have any jobs for me, Paul? <laughs> oh Lord. Anyhow, yeah. well, I'm, that'll I'm, never get old. By the but way, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you stepped away from that because I mean there was all kinds of shenanigans. Yes. That, uh, yes and, was... and, you know, let's face it, local politics sometimes is really awful yeah it, it's it's tough and and obviously we change our forms of government from a three-person board of selectmen to a seven-person town council and even then you're dealing now you're dealing with more personalities and and although i liked everybody on it sometimes we don't all agree on things and it's you know it's not that it's tough to get things done but if you get a certain group that's of a certain mindset and you're not of that mindset then you you know your yeah. your yeah. agenda for lack of a better word can't get forwarded so. yeah Paul Federici is uh, is running the Daniel Federici Memorial Golf Tournament this Saturday at Franconia. Again, you can uh, check out the Facebook page. We'll uh, post that on the uh, the uh, the Rock 102 uh, Morning Show Facebook page and uh, and share it along. Great. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much. And thank Appreciate you for the time. It. It's eight fifty six. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game.